Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. with regret and you're watching putting you over can i can i go back to the bar please thank you how's it going everybody what's going on i am the standing streamer this is putting you over and we're back from vacation we've been gone a week now and uh we're back into the swing of things and just like normal uh i have oh i have uh not gotten everything set up i thought i had everything uh good to go and then things just started falling apart um but that's okay uh, i do have to put uh we have logan creed on tonight logan creed we'll do all that for today see if that command works Hopefully it does. Hopefully things are working. Guest. Of course not. Of course. Of course it doesn't fucking work. Stupid. Woo! Stupid. This soundbite works. No. No, it doesn't. It worked earlier. When Oh, no, it didn't. It worked when I hit this button. To be the man! You've got to be the man! So that works. Uh, welcome to the show. We're going to call Logan Creed here in a couple minutes, which means I'm going to have to walk all the way around, click the button, get him on, walk all the way back, and make sure everything is working. How's it going? Oh, it's good. I'm just making sure. Hold on. I'll be right there. I want to get the camera all set. Okay. Perfect. You're looking, you're looking sharp, man. <laughs> I was saying, how you doing tonight? Good, man. How are you? I'm I'm phenomenal. Um, this is I was just on vacation with the family, and I was just saying how they had to drag me out of the house because this whole pandemic thing <laughs> has got me. Uh, you can see the, which camera? It's this camera. You can see me good, right? You're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm talking to the chat for a second. How's the audio level with uh, Mr. I'm just. You sound good. How about you? You you sound good. I just want to make sure that the people in the chat, like, it's not too loud. I was saying this okay. before I started the show. I'll talk for a little bit while they answer. Um, like, the power audio is good, I get on this end. Okay. Um, the, the power went out here while I was gone on vacation. So when I was setting up for the show tonight, all the audio settings – Everything is like, was like screwed up, and I was like, I was like flipping out because I was back here. I'm home. I'm home all summer. I usually I work in a school system, and I usually do summer school, but I'm not doing summer school because I have to watch. I have three daughters, so I have to watch them because right. there's no summer camps, and my wife's working from home, and with her job, the kids can't really bother her. So long right. story. Um, anyways, 
<laughs> no, trust me, I'm in the same boat because I've got three boys. So I've been home with them for months now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Someone says we have a little bit of an echo on Mr. Logan Creed, and I know exactly what it is. So you don't touch <laughs> anything, Mr. Creed. And uh, why don't you explain to the people in the chat right now uh, maybe your first wrestling memory uh, as a kid? Uh, first wrestling memory was definitely um, Clash of the Champions in uh, Augusta, Georgia. Uh, that was the first live show that I ever went to. Um, and it was actually the debut show for um, Cactus Jack when he debuted in WCW. And that memory of him coming out of the present on stage and attacking Sting, uh, that, was the, that was the first memory, the live memory I have of, of wrestling. And you know, I was so hooked from then on. But I... Well, <laughs> uh, boisterous as I usually am. I, I get so frustrated sometimes, Logan, when uh, <laughs> things just, I have things working and then all of a sudden, you know, the power goes out and nothing goes well. So you were saying you have three boys, huh? Yeah, three boys. Oh, my God. Uh, I've got a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, uh, seven and a 16-month-old. So Wow. I am 11. I definitely have my hands full. 11, 7, and 3. So it's pretty. Uh, and, they're, and they're all girls, which I don't know. Maybe it's worse. Maybe it's not. I don't think it is. I, I My my kids, my girls are just, I, I mean, I grew up in a family full of boys. And my daughters are like when I grew up. I mean, they're everywhere. They're all over the place. They love wrestling. They love sports. It's just Nuts. You're a big sports fan. Look at that. I just looked behind you. What do we got there? What yeah. Are we that? uh, that's the uh, that's the UGA. Um, basically, a picture of the stadium. Yeah. Uh, and there's this is like the office. So there's nice. there's sports memorabilia all over the place. Baseballs. Yeah. Are you uh, like that? Sign sign cards, sign pictures. Are you excited for the return of uh, all those other sports that are gonna try and come back? NBA, Major League baseball i am you know, yeah you know and I'm, I'm not a people always ask me you know like what's your favorite team and things like like i just enjoy sports yeah. you know i don't necessarily i just enjoy watching a game i just enjoy the the athletic competition of of people playing and and you know i just enjoy it so i guess that's a good thing i don't ever get stressed out about somebody losing <laughs> yeah uh i'd like to say i'm the same way uh but I'm not, I'm not I'm very competitive uh, as I played sports, you know, all through high school and stuff. But I was like, I, I live in upstate New York, but I'm a diehard Red Sox fan. So okay. there's a lot of this clashing. Yeah. Grew up, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get better as I get older. Uh, it's, it's tough. Uh, I tone it down a bit. I coach my daughter's basketball and softball teams and I try to tone it back a bit. Because sure. otherwise, you know, you're, you then you're just that guy that's out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. Uh, I'm the same way. I'm the same way with my kids. You know, I, I try to coach them and I try not to get too, you know, they're too young to, to, to for it to be stressful. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it should be stressful for a kid as they get to, you know, middle school and high school. Of course, if that's what they want to do and they're going to take it serious, then it gets a little more serious. But as kids, I think sometimes people, push them in way too hard and it's way too serious too soon. And they're burnt out by the time they can actually do anything with it. So, yeah, uh, I totally agree. I mean, as I said, I got three, one, the 11 year old, she's been doing soft. I mean, she does all sports, but softball she's really into. And, uh, she's been doing it since I, I don't know, like when she could hold a bat, like maybe right. two, I think maybe, I don't know. But, um, so she's been going all the way up. My middle co child, who's seven, not she's she tried it, but she was not as into it. And like we didn't push her because, like you said, you then then what am I really doing if I'm forcing them right. to play? Like, right. Anyways. anyways, this isn't parenting three sixteen. That's a different segment. I mean, we could. I <laughs> that's we, that's we, next week's show. Next week. <laughs> I, I feel like we could talk about our kids all night. It'd be fun. Oh, 100%. I'll, I'll definitely have you on. We could definitely talk about that. Um, 
But I mean, all right, here I go. Uh, I mean, all right, here I go. Here I go again. There I am. Uh, anyways, my so my kids love wrestling. Okay, so you know they wrestle around the house, especially right. the eleven oh, yeah. year old and the seven year old. They're always wrestling. And okay, first of all, they're in the oh, yeah. so. Like, um, well, they're already good wrestlers then. So, like, my oldest daughter can do a backflip. So, she's trying to do a moonsault off the top of our couch. And I'm like, oh my lord, here we go. So, they both, so I wrestle around with them. They both are so different in the way they like play wrestling with me. So, the, the older one is doesn't it she's more like i guess how do i want to say it i don't know wwe i guess uh, you could say it but the middle right. child i guess you could say it but the middle child is so stiff like she'll lay things in there hard like she needs to go to japan or something because she's just stiff 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 and uh so it's, uh, it must be it must be a middle child thing then yeah. because it's yeah it's the same way here so they're taking out that that aggression for being the middle child yeah I uh, I've always I asked I have a lot of wrestlers on here and I ask them all the time especially the ones that have chill, that kids like wh- like when like how would I go about like let's say one of my kids wants to be a wrestler. Like, I don't know how to go about that. You don't want to do anything when they're too young because they're developing. So I just, like, get right. my kids into sports. They're out there all the time. But I never know. But the more I interview people, the more I realize, like, it's like it'll just happen. It'll just happen. Yeah. That's why you know, I, don't think, I don't think I'll force any of mine. You know, I know that they'll do sports first. Um, and... I encourage anyone I talk to as far as a you know, young person goes that asks me about how to get into it. My, my first response is always uh, finish, you know, finish high school, go to college, get education first, have something to fall back on. I mean, that's I think that's the first step in this, not only for the simple fact that if you get hurt or it doesn't work out, you have something to fall back on financially. But you you get to learn and grow a little bit before you get into a business that that you need to be mature and 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 have some sense of business mind, you know, as you go into it. If not, then you spend many, many years eating some hard lessons before you actually get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so I, I did do some of my research on you. And well, here's the funny thing. So I, I prepped for you like two days ago. And uh, I had you right here on a little notepad thing. And for some reason, this laptop rebooted and I never saved any of this stuff. <laughs> so I got so pissed off. So I'm, I'm going off my memory and some things I jotted <laughs> down. But you have a degree in psychology, correct? That's correct. Correct. I, yeah. And you jogged my memory when you said, you know, go to college, get a degree, blah, 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 blah. How has your degree in psychology helped you in and out of the ring business wise, especially right now in this pandemic, like just marketing yourself and selling yourself? Right. No, I mean, well, you know, wrestling is psychology. We've heard that from from day one of training, you know what I mean? And uh, but also, you know, behind the scenes uh, in the business aspect of it, um, this is a people business. And you have to have people skills and you have to you have to know how to talk to people. You know how to have to approach people. Uh, you know, that's one thing when I talk to guys, they ask me, you know, how do you get seen by this company or how do you it's all about how you approach it. You know, it's all about how you're going about doing business and, and selling yourself to these people. You know, you don't sell you don't sell something by walking up it and showing it somebody's face and saying, hey, buy this. You know, it's a, it's a progress. You have to build a relationship. And, and they have to want something that you have. And in order to do that, you have to, it's, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it just happens immediately. It happens different for everybody because we all connect differently. You know, yep. uh, some people may never have an actual relationship with, but they see a value in the product you have and, and they just use it. 
So it's, you know, it, it's helped up tremendously because it helps me understand how to approach each individual person that I interact with. Uh, and so that's, it's, it's nice. You know, I didn't realize at the time when I was doing it that I was going to end up, you know, in professional wrestling. I, I, you know, I wanted to, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know at the time that it was going to go this far. <laughs> and this is what I, this is where I was going to be sitting. Yeah. yeah. So you said it was something you wanted to do wrestling. Uh, you were very, you were into sports. You played football. And then, right. and then you play, let me see if I can. It's Georgia Southern University. Georgia Southern University. You actually yeah. helped them get their sports program off the ground. Am I correct? Well, so the no Georgia Southern great football team, they were established well before I got there. Okay. Um, I went there to play football, uh, immediately decided football wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, and a, a year later, I spent a year at Southern. I transferred to East Georgia College okay. and they when I got there, they were starting a wrestling team. And uh, that was when they had they had no sports uh, in the college whatsoever. Um, so this was something they were trying. They had a they had a coach there or he was one of the teachers. He was a um, history teacher on campus and he also had a wrestling background and he wanted to start a team. So they allowed him to do that. And he, he found me in the gym. And asked had I ever, you know, done any wrestling. And I told you, know, I did in high school, but it was wasn't really something that I, I took like serious. It was more or less forced on me by the football coach to keep conditioning, you know, after football season. So but I enjoyed it. And uh, and I said, yeah, you know, I'd love to. So that's I, I wrestled for two years in college and, and did decent. You know, it wasn't nothing to brag about, but I did well, you know, and um that led into me beginning training for professional wrestling. Nice. Um, another professor uh, on the same campus had a wrestling show and saw me and, and you know, asked, was, had I ever, you know, been interested in professional wrestling? And, of course, I jumped all over it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went, went and tried, and, and, and the rest is history. I've been doing it since. Man, where were those professors when I was in college? I mean, I was probably- <laughs> it's so random. Yeah, it's such a random thing, especially when you say a college professor was running a independent wrestling show, and he still does. He still runs the show in Statesboro, Georgia, and um, it, you know it's crazy because he's a part of the show too, and it, he's hilarious. What so, was he, what was he a professor of? I, I don't oh, remember what Tom was a professor you. of. His name was Tom Casio. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, I never had, you know, I never took his class and I don't remember exactly what he was a professor yeah. of, but, yeah. uh, but I knew he was a professor at the college cause that's where he found me. So yeah. that's funny, man. <laughs> I can just picture him like he's sitting at his desk or in his office or something supposed to be, you know, checking on grading the papers of his uh, <laughs> incoming freshman. Instead he's booking the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually legit what used to happen. That was was pretty standard procedure. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's 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 funny, man. That's a great little story. So so okay, so you you you, you get into it. Your your college a college professor gets you into it. You're on your way, and uh, you, you got first of all you got that wrestling look that that prototype. And I had your 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 metrics down, your digits and your height and all that. And I lost that. So I don't remember, but you, you look, you, you got that size, first of all, um, right. but you don't wrestle as, as, as what I would say a big guy wrestles like, sure. um, you know, especially back when I got into wrestling, but, um, right. So, so, so you're, you're running around you're hitting the indie scene. Um, and then, and then, so court Bauer runs into you, but before, like before court, before you decide to sign with MLW, you you passed up a tryout for WWE, I believe. Right. It, it all happened at the same time. All happened. Um, and we're t- we're talking fourteen years between college yeah, and yeah. this happening. So it was a it was a long stretch of of out of wrestling, back in it, out of it, and then back in it one last time. Mm-hmm. 
And that was kind of like a seven, six, seven year stint where it was like, all right, I'm back and I'm going to do this for real. But uh, no, it last it all happened last summer, um, literally within two weeks when I got contacted by MLW first. And then two weeks later, I get a phone call from uh, William Regal uh, asking me to come down to do a trap, um, which was a totally it was, you know. Even though I didn't go, that was one of those moments where it was like, whoa, wow. you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm walking, I'm walking through the grocery store with my baby and, you know, talking to him and, uh, and literally look down at my phone and see that WWE's calling. So I stopped in the middle of the aisle and I'm like talking to William Regal and I literally like hung up the phone and forgot what I was doing. Like <laughs> in the store, I was like, what, what just happened? Right. So, I mean, that was cool. <laughs> uh, but then reality set back in. And I had to start thinking about, you know, what's best for me, what's best for my family. And uh, and so that's ultimately why the decision was made that, you know, I didn't think it was going to be best for me and to go down there, you know, even if, if the trial went really great and, and they signed me, right. uh, the money wasn't going to be enough to move my family to, to Orlando. Right. And that's right. just reality. And and that comes first. You know, even before wrestling, they, they come first. So, you know, I'm, I made a decision to, to go with MLW. Um, I knew that the opportunity to become a, you know, a superstar and a, a known superstar was there. And, you know, they that was their intentions for me. They, they said that as soon as we started negotiating. They said, you know, we we want to make you a star. And nothing they've done since has has made me think otherwise because they've been totally supportive and, and on board and, you know, we've got ideas and unfortunately, you know, we can't, and none of that's playing out right now, but it's, we're still, we're still there. We're still talking and, you know, we all know it's going to come back and we're going to go back to work sooner than later. So. When I was uh, preparing for you, one of the things I think I, I heard it in another podcast or something you had said, you when talking about the WWE and the MLW decision, um, you wanted to, I think your words were maybe work your way up. Like, yeah. Um, and I, I just thought that was so like, lo- like logical and, and, and it takes, it takes a person, like we said, with a, with a mind, like a psychology type of mind, like you knew because of your family, because of where you were, what you needed to do, just as you said, no matter how well your tryout went, you know, it wasn't right. going to be the right decision. And right. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't big enough yet. You know what I mean? I, I don't, nobody knows who I am yet. Right. You know, the Southeast, sure. Southeast, everybody knows who I am. Yeah. But I'm a realist and I understand that there's a lot more wrestling fans out there that have no idea who I am. And, and so I said, I need their attention first. Yeah. Because once I have their attention and I have everybody's attention, then I can pick where I want to go. And that's, I think that's the big, you know, that's what I saw. The, the end of this, you know, I go where I want to go, or maybe I don't go anywhere. Right. Maybe MLW continues to grow and it becomes to a point that I can be comfortable living because that's, you know, bottom line, that's what it's about is, is living comfortably, you know, for me and my family. So I don't have to leave. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Because no. as long as I'm happy and doing what I love, which is professional wrestling, um, I don't necessarily need to work for any specific company. You know, do I want to? Is that child in me? You know, does he want to wrestle for WWE and wrestling? Of course. You know, that would be dumb to say no. But the adult in me knows what's important. So. <laughs> and uh, I, I said, I it takes a big, it takes a a big man to see that, realize that and, and still make that decision. And so, uh, I, I definitely praise you for that, but you were saying, you know, get the eyes, get the attention. I got, you got my attention. I first saw you. Um, I can't remember when I first got into MLW, but I, when I, when I did, I was hooked. So when I first ran into you, you were, uh, like the, the muscle, you were the muscle for the dynasty, which is a marketable one, and it was MJF at the time. Right. And the shows I was watching. In this, the specific episode I saw, you were a, a bouncer 
you were outside a bar and <laughs> you and Mance Warner, this was like right when you were ready to. That was it. The, yeah, that was the turning point. The turning yeah, point. that was it. Mance yep. like gave you a few beers and you let him in. And that's, and yeah. I saw it. And I was like, I, that little segment hooked me on both of you guys, Mance and yourself. And I said, oh man, that guy needs to team up with Mance to take on the dynasty. That's what's going to happen. I always loved taking the pencil. If I had the pencil, that's what I would have done. I would have taken you. You guys would have formed a team, a little faction. I don't know. But that's the way right. I went with it. So, and then it was like maybe a couple weeks later or something. I see you come out as your character now, Logan Creed, which I, I love. Don't get me wrong. It had Road Warrior style face paint and superhero look. I mean, you're, you're huge. And uh, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm down with this. They can go this route. Uh, but I would have loved to see a old Mancer broken <laughs> little faction. But that's how I feel. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I, I envision what the character would look like with Mance because, yeah. you know, <laughs> but I love doing that because there's, there's always room for growth and change and new things. And, you know, um, that's fun. That's fun to think about is what that character would look like, you know, because, yeah, you're absolutely right. That Logan Creed doesn't necessarily fit right there, but the personalities are the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and the mindsets are the same. I think me and Mance are both, both very, you know, very similar when it comes to the way we, we approach the ring in a match. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, now your your attire and you're a big superhero guy. That's what I I've gotten. I am big superhero guy. Yeah, and uh, that that plays off uh, with in in your 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 actual name is a combination of. Now I'm I'm definitely going to bury myself here. Let me see if I can get this straight. Logan, <laughs> Logan is is Wolverine. That that's I'm, right. Yep. And, and then Creed was Sabretooth. Creed was Sabretooth. Yes. Yeah. Now here's That's here's it. the reason I, I'm burying myself and I and I keep hesitating what I'm saying because they're Marvel, they're Marvel characters. Yeah, you're right. But That's it. But to me, and I think this is Disney's problem, to me, I haven't seen them in the Avengers in Endgame and in none of them in none of that universe. I remember the original not yet. not yet, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, which may not be good for me. I mean, I may hope they never show up. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's a that's yeah. That was I was such a yeah. I was, I've said this before on a podcast. Growing up, I was I was a sports kid, and then I was you know I was also the nerd kid. Yeah, and I had uh, it was two different worlds clashing all the time, and I finally found you know, a place where the two can come together as one. And, uh, and, and I love it. You know, I absolutely love it. And people always ask, you know, it, it's not even just the name because I am Logan Creed. Like I literally am Logan Creed. People, people don't know me as anything else. Yeah. Um, and so I've embodied that character and it is a character and it is who I am now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I, I've discovered since I started this whole interview type thing that sometimes the best char wrestling characters, the best gimmicks, I guess is the word you use, right. are the ones that are closest to the actual person, uh, right. as in mindset, persona, uh, you know, like your superhero, your comic book guy. And uh, the only person that wasn't like that was Tony Depp, an independent wrestler. I asked him, and he's like, no, I'm the complete opposite. I'm nothing like my wrestler. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and as I was – so I can't remember what podcast it was, but I, but you were talking about superheroes, comics, and uh, you got talking about your uncle or grandpa? Uncle? Uncle. And he created your attire? That you're wearing now. Yep. So we we drew it. Yep. Uh, he's a an incredible artist. Yeah. Um, he yeah he just fascinating stuff, man. And uh, but we started talking about it, and this was when I come back when when Logan Creed was actually created. Uh, and um, you know we started talking about what what I need to look like, and I was like, you know, I want, and we actually went in the toy room and just looked at all the costumes. 
awesome. And, and we were, we're like looking and we start talking about what it should look like and how it should be. And, and, you know, I want it to be different. You know what I mean? You don't see big, like big guys, big show. I think, you know, big show and Andre, yeah. you know, they had the, the butcher singlet, yeah. you know, or either just a yeah. singlet. And you don't see a lot of big guys wear the singlets. You know, they don't show all most big guys like cover their legs. And I hated that. I thought it was dumb. And uh, so I was like, I definitely want something, you know, short. So I was like, but I don't want to do a singlet. And we just kept working with it. And um, MVP was always like, his gear when oh, he first yeah. came. Oh, yeah. I loved his gear. I thought it was so unique. Nobody else did it. They were not wearing it. Uh, right. And I was like that. I was like, it needs to be something that, that cover, you know, cuts off here, cuts off at the arms and, and that's what happened. And we, we, you know, we kept, we played with it and drew a couple of different designs. And, uh, the, the kicker was finding somebody to make it <laughs> because of the detail in it. And, uh, you know, I've tried, I went through, man, I've got, I've got probably 12 sets of gear at my house that have never been worn that I paid for to be made. And it was wrong. And it just, it didn't, it wasn't, and they couldn't do it. They just, they finally just were just like, I, I can't, I can't do it. Like there's just, so I finally found a girl and um, she actually just volunteered to try to do it. She was starting out making gear, had never made any. And she was like, oh, can I try to make it? I was like, knock yourself out. And she just nailed it. Uh, and she used the, the velvet and the gold and, the, and it was perfect. And uh, so she's been making it ever since. That is an awesome story. And that, you know, she was probably able to do it because she was just going to volunteer and she wanted to you know, get, right. her, get her name, you know, get her name out and make a great impression. I mean, that's just, that's a great story. It's phenomenal. So well done. On right. Her. And she's making lots of gear now. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. So I bet, like more than, more than, more than she can handle. <laughs> it's got that, uh, your gear's got that, uh, Avengers feel. Right. Avengers no, and that's why you know, I love putting together different colors and stuff as a, as a nod to different characters. You know, that's, I mean, that's something to do. And you see a lot of guys do that. Uh, even, you know, in the WWE, you see, you see them do it for, and I, and I love that. I think that's awesome. And you see a lot of people, you know, I've heard, I've heard coaches, you know, they're like, why would you, you know, don't dress like that. Don't do that. You know, everybody's, everybody's going to have an opinion. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, you can't base your whole life off the opinion of every single fan because the half that hates it, the other half's going to like it. Mm -hmm. Vice versa. So just be you. And if there's enough people out there that like what you're doing, you're going to be fine. If not, then maybe you change it up. But yeah, no, I think it's working. I think it's working. I could, um, I've talked to some comic book. I talked, who, who were those guys? People, they did WrestleTopia and I'm going to get the headlocked comic guys on here. I'm going to tell them that the Logan Creed nice. needs to be done in a comic. I can see it. I, it's in my head. I can see. It. I don't know. You can burst. I could just see it. Yeah, definitely a comic book figure, for sure. So that's awesome. Um, but so they, they came out with a new character, Logan Creed. Great impact. MLW is going great. And then and then the pandemic hits. Sucks for everybody on a multitude of levels. Yeah. Um, right. Have you picked up any new hobbies during this time? <laughs> no, <laughs> and I probably should have. Well, you, uh, you have no, I mean, kids. You have kids, and I have right. Kids, so yeah, you don't really have time yeah. to pick up hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was fixing to say. It, there's no time for a new hobby. Yeah. Um, I have enjoyed. Yeah. I've enjoyed the time that I've got to spend with them. Yeah. You know, especially you know, getting to watch the baby uh, grow up, and you know that's uh, that's a lot. I would have missed a lot of stuff uh, with him, and so yeah, it, it sucks, but it's also pretty cool that I was here and got to be here and experience some of that. You know, instead of being gone, right. Um, right. so I'm, it's not too bad. But you know, yeah, it was. It, mentally, it was tough. You know, it's, I think it's been tough on everybody. Yeah. Um, you, you've got to find a balance. Yeah. You know, thankfully, I was able to work out and, and continue to do that throughout the entire thing. And so I was very blessed to be able to have a gym 
to go to privately and work out uh, during the pandemic, you know, because they were closed. So, you know, I was I was very lucky to be able to go and, and do that. Um, and it was simply because of the respect that the, the owner had for me as a as for what I did. And he knew that I needed that. And so literally he allowed me to go into a locked, closed gym on my own, work out and then clean it. And that was the trade. So, you know, that was cool. And then that that was that was motivation for me throughout to know that people care that much, that they don't want to see me fall behind. You know what I mean? They, he wanted to make sure I was still able to succeed in what I was doing, even though the world was shut down. Yeah. And uh, I think the way, I think uh, MLW specifically, when the world got shut down, actually had a bunch of like live, con- I guess live, it wasn't live content, but new content in the in the yeah. can that got them through the first chunk there, uh, you know, their stuff over with AAA, uh, which was great. And then they did some anthology things, but then they came out with Pulp Fusion, which I thought was, it was pretty cool and interesting and just keeping things relevant. And uh, so it's, it's, it's good. You guys, I mean, in, in you with your Twitter, uh, I, the stuff you put out on Twitter, it's very relatable. Like I related with it. You put a lot of picture, you're, you're home with your son. You know, yeah. your kid and it's relatable and it works. And right. That's what, you know, I'm not going to, there's, I'm not, I'm it, like I just said, I'm me, you know, there's nothing, there's not a difference. You, somebody, yeah, you, know, you hear people say, oh, you shouldn't post pictures of your family. Well, that's what I am. Yeah. That's exact. That's all I'm about. Yeah. Uh, the reason I step in the ring and, and risk life and limb is for them. So I'm going to post pictures yeah. of them. Yeah. If you've got a problem with it, you're welcome to tell me to stop. If, but <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to. <laughs> so, you know, but it's, it's, and that's who I am. And, you know, and I try, positivity is a dying thing in this world. And I try to be positive. Yeah. Especially in wrestling. You, I mean, we've, we've all seen it, you know, the last month. Yeah. And, you know, I refuse. And I talked with some friends in the business, you know, every year. You know, I, I see them get frustrated and I, just, I try to talk them, you know, off the ledge because it's, you know, you cannot let it steal your joy. You cannot let it steal your joy. I'm not saying I agree with what's going on. I'm not saying, you know, that I, I don't care. I just refuse to let it steal my joy. Right. And, right. and that's the thing that I think people forget is they get so caught up in the negative that they forget what they should be doing and that's showing people what's good about it instead of always what's just bad about it. I know. And so I try to do that. <laughs> and you know, I don't have nearly the reach yet that most people do. Yeah. But for the for the sixteen hundred people that do follow me on Twitter yeah. and you know then that's what they see. And maybe it helps them every day. Maybe it's something that, that gets them through the day. Well, I definitely can relate with it. And I can definitely relate with what you just said because uh, in my shoot job, I'm a behavior a behavioralist for children with autism. And I'm always working with behaviors. And it's so easy. It's so easy for me to always chart and, 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 and pick up on the negative behaviors, the, the downside and it's right. much harder to recognize the positive behaviors. And it was just like you were saying, like right. it's easy it's easy to bring up the negative stuff. It's challenging to yeah. to say this is the good side of things. Um but yeah, right. I mean I, I related with with everything that you uh portray. So I mean you, you might not get some fans, but the way you're portraying you, you might get even <laughs> a whole other aspect that you weren't even thinking about. Right. But before I leave off of the MLW route and go into it, another route, um, who would you like to see yourself work with when we finally get back on the, on the swing of things here in MLW? Uh, I would, you know, either Hammerstone or Fatu, I think, top of the list. Um, I think that that either one of those matches would be good matches. Yeah, that would no, but that would be the ones that would really 
cement me as far as like being a player for the fans of MLW. Yeah. Because they, they haven't seen the MLW fans still haven't seen what I can do and what I'm capable of. Um, and so that's what I'm ready. That's what I'm ready for. And if there's one thing that I'm itching to get back, or maybe that has has kind of been you know driving home every day in my head through this whole thing, that was maybe a little frustrating was the fact that I haven't got to do that yet. I know. It, 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 it hit <laughs> and it's motivation. At the worst time. Yeah, but it's motivation, and I use it, and I'm using it to fuel me for when we do come back. So. But that's that. I think either one of those. But I've said it many times, man. There's nobody on that in that locker room that I'm not looking forward to working with. Yeah, it's a if and if there's people in the chat tonight or at YouTube when we push this out. If you guys have never seen MLW, go watch it. I'm telling you, yeah. go watch it because it's like it's like this top secret hidden promotion that <laughs> more people need to see. It's just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And, uh, right. I think, and you know, what's funny. I think, I think we've gained fans during this time, believe it or not. I really do. I've I've seen new people and I've had new people connecting with me, um, about it. Uh, even wrestlers, even guys in the business who had never really seen it or heard about it, but you know, they, they started checking it out because they have anything else to do. And it was like, man, this is really good. Like this, this is legit. And, uh, and so they don't realize that people don't, it's still such a, it's still such a baby. It's still such a baby promotion in a lot of sense. You know, it's just got itself out there and it's kind of creeping up from behind. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't even see what's coming, but it's coming and it's big. And there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of fuel that, that's pushing that train along, you know, with the, with the guys that I was just talking about it. Cause there's such a locker room of talent that people don't even realize are there. It's, I know. I, I, I know for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steer right off the tracks right now. What, what exactly are the heathens? Is that? Um, so the, the heathens are, that's me and my wife. Okay. That's where that started. Um, okay. And very much um, it's, it's more back to when I say that it's just who I am. Um, you know, we live a very heathen pagan lifestyle. And so that's less heathenism is the religion that we live by. And uh, so we're the heathens. I mean, that's, <laughs> I just, that's, that's who we are. So that's, that's, that's an actual religion or, or. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, so you say religion, it's just more of a lifestyle. Okay. A lifestyle. You know, and, yeah. And, uh, but I, no, I mean, that's, we, we, people have called us that when we first got together, it was funny. You know, that was something we were called by promoters, uh, bookers, um, just in locker room talk, you know, amongst friends and things like that. Like we would be telling stories about our life and, and they were like, man, you are heathens. Like, and we were coming home from a show one day and, uh, we were like, we were talking about, you know, what we were kind of doing with the characters and things like that. And and she actually said it. She's like, we should just be the heathens. She's like, that's what everybody calls us anyway. Yeah. And uh, so we did, we took it and started running with it and it, it caught on really fast. Like the fans and the people who followed us, you know, you know, in the Southeast jumped on board, you know, and, and started wearing the bracelets and the t-shirts and calling themselves heathens. And, and then, so it just, it went from there. See, I, I, that never occurred to me. Like when you say it, to me it makes it makes sense but like when I, I i so i heard it the heathens and your wife and she was in the business and you met her through an angle and all that fun stuff and you i've heard that story how she said we should just call ourselves the heathens and i just i just like it was a word it was just a word to me oh they're just they're right. just heathens yeah but you're telling no, me it's, it's, that's no a we lifestyle. are heathens <laughs> that's, that's a lifestyle I'm, 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 I must be, I'm just, I'm just stupid. Like, so what, what, what exactly does that consist of? Did we, did I lose him? I lost him. Did I lose him? Oh man. Reconnecting. There is a poor network connection. Oh man. We were going so well. Reconnecting. 
There is a poor network connection. So that's a lifestyle. Is that? I'm so confused. I guess it doesn't really matter, really. But I'd like to enlighten myself. I like to learn. Reconnecting. Reconnecting. All right, I'll walk around and reconnect. Uh, if anybody's still there, feel free. How's it going? What's going on? Let me just try and get them back. Man, I hope I didn't upset them. I hope I... I hope I didn't upset them. I wasn't trying to upset them. I, I was just trying to learn. We lost connection. We'll, do, we'll, play, we'll say it at that. We lost connection. That's a bummer because... I wanted to I wanted to finish up with uh he's actually going to be acting in in a uh horror type movie called uh Dead by Midnight. Yeah, I hope I hope we just lost connection Vanessa. I hope I didn't upset him by the all the heathen questions. I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know. Oh, his internet went out. Damn storms. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Back. Sorry about that. Oh, don't worry about it. I, I thought it was, uh, let's switch the cameras over here. I thought it was me. I was like, oh man, did I just piss him off by trying to figure out this, uh, heathen's lifestyle and they're the people in the chat are like no no he didn't look pissed and i'm like oh i hope i didn't piss him off but we'll, <laughs> so, we'll just touch on it shortly so that's like a like a lifestyle like uh like straight edge or vegan like uh, definitely not that <laughs> no but it, so what it does. can you can you quickly let us know what heathen lifestyle is like yeah yeah you know, I mean, I think it's. I've talked to different people about it because you know, when when we when it come about, um, I didn't realize that it was an actual thing either. Um, that that people, you know, that, that some people that's the way they live and that's they they call it heathenism. Okay. And um, but it's a very pagan like they don't necessarily believe in in one god and and they believe a lot more of. of you know, the energies that we have in us and the, the energy that you surround yourself with, uh, which, you know, when I was talking about the positivity and stuff like that, like that's, that's why I'm so big on stuff like that, because I'm a firm believer that, you know, you are what you surround yourself with and the things that you speak and the things that you do and the people that you surround yourself with. It, it all goes together and it's working together to push you to where you're going to be. Um and so then that's, that's kind of what it is. And then, you know, as far as lifestyle goes, you know, it's, we're a little outside the box. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. she, um, she's a bisexual. I'll just say it, you know, and I don't think yeah. I've ever said that before. Um, and she may kill me. I don't know if she's ever wanted anybody, but, um, but you know, we, we just see the world differently, I guess. That's awesome. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't conform to the, to the, you know, what we're told we have to be, yeah. but at the same time, we're not out, you know, disrespecting the world we live in either. So it's, it's not like that. It's just, we have our own way. We protect what's ours and, and our family and the people that we consider family are what's important to us. That's awesome. Well, I, I greatly appreciate you in like, I, I was saying when we were waiting for you to come on, I was like, I just want to learn. I just want to learn stuff. Like, I don't know, and, and, and yeah. thank you. Well, like for- I said, it's something that I'm learning, you know, because like I said, you know, when we, it, you know, when it started, it literally was just a name. Um, and then slowly we realized that people weren't just calling us that for no reason. Yeah. They were calling us that because that's what they thought we were. Yeah. And, and so when I started learning and, and meeting other people that kind of were the same way and, and had the same beliefs, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I kind of think the same way too. And I kind of see the world the same way you do. So that's, that's kind of how it happened. And and so I was like, well, this is who I am. I'm going to use it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to attach it to who I am and and put it out there. Awesome. 
Yeah, that uh, not believing, you know, that believing in an energy and who you surround yourself with. I'm definitely, that's definitely my mindset for sure. You know, but uh, I guess that's another show. That's right after Parenting 316. You know? <laughs> it's right after that. Um, so th- thank you very much for enlightening me on that. Um, what can you tell me about the gut crusher? Oh, man. So 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 cra- last summer was a crazy summer um, because uh, right before the right before the MLW and, and all of that stuff happened, um, I was contacted by a, uh, a promoter slash booker friend of mine um, from An- uh, Cornelia, Georgia, which is where Anarchy Wrestling in Georgia is held, uh, formerly known as NWA Wildside that was ran by Bill Barron's. Um, for many, many years. Um, and that's the one that a lot of people know famously for where AJ Styles uh, was trained and come from. Um, anyway, so he, um, a movie studio had come to the, to the arena to look at it and wanted to shoot a movie there. And when they were there looking at the building, they saw my picture on a poster and, and pointed me out. And they were like, man, who's that guy? And so Rick, of course, jumped all over the opportunity and said, oh, that's, you know, that's Logan. You know, you got, they were like, he's huge. He's a monster. They were like, we're looking for somebody to play the monster in the movie. And so Rick basically sold me for for me. He sold me for me. Uh, And he's just like, yeah, no, he'll do it. He'll definitely do it without, you know, without ever asking if I wanted to or not. Um, But uh, so he he shoots me a text. He's like, hey, there's you're going to be in a movie. And I'm like, "Okay, like, all right. He's like, no, seriously, they're going to contact you. Uh, I told him you do it. You're you're good. (laughs) And sure enough, like I get an email and, you know, I go and meet uh, with the studio um, they love me. I love the idea. Uh, absolutely jumped at the opportunity uh, to do it. Um, but it's a uh, so what it is, is if you remember Tales from the Crypt um, when we were, were younger, it's it's like that. It's uh, part of a series called Dead by Midnight. Um, and it's basically five short stories in one. And they're kind of narrated, narrated um, like the Crypt Keeper. Uh, narrated those it's narrated each one's narrated by um, I can't remember her name but um, so we're we're, Gut Cruncher is one of the movies in the in the series so uh, it's not come out yet it was supposed to come out at the Atlanta Film Festival um, but unfortunately uh, due to COVID it was it was not and uh, I haven't heard exactly when they're going to release it they may wait until they can actually do something like that in the future a lot, of, a lot of stuff pushed off like that. Oh yeah, I thought that was cool. I, I like the name Gut Crusher. That's another uh, comic book villain name. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the director was such an old school like horror movie guy yeah. too. Like uh, so, like his concept drawing for the character, uh, I, lo- I, th- I thought it was awesome, and and I thought well, you did such a good job recreating it. You know, from from drawing to me uh, as the character. And um, but no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you if you're a fan of of old school, uh, gory horror, almost comedic in a sense movies, this will be so right up your alley. Uh, because it had, it had yeah it had moments of that were just completely ridiculous, and then moments that were just overly gory. So <laughs> a lot of fun to film. That's a great opportunity. Too, That's a great so. opportunity too. Absolutely. It's a, uh, I think the one thing that um, the stunt coordinator, um, he loved working with me simply for the fact that he didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, he was like, he even told me, he's like, man, you you should really get into stunt work. He's just like, oh, you, this is easy for you. Um, because he didn't have to help. He didn't have to help do anything. I was, you know, right there and, and, and even help them figure out ways that we could shoot stuff without anybody getting hurt. So that was, that was cool to, to kind of know that, that wrestling is a lot, you know, we, we've got four sides watching us do things yeah. and our camera's only watching one. So there's a lot more magic you can make happen in front of a camera than when it comes to all four sides watching you. Yeah, and we saw that. I mean, at WrestleMania with those uh, 
you know, uh, the, the Undertaker Boneyard right. match with AJ, you know, the cinematic stuff. I mean, right. That's a whole new and, and it, It's a whole new opening for wrestling. I agree. And, uh, and I, I don't see that it's a bad thing. No. I don't think that, you know, uh, people worry that, oh my God, I don't want wrestling to become this. I don't think it will. I mean, you look at Lucha Underground, they were doing it. Yes, they were. They are, they were already doing it. And they were on um, Right. I mean, and so that like you can't say that it's something completely new, no. but when WWE does it, it's the first time a lot of wrestling fans have yeah. it. because people don't realize, you know, the Twitterverse, the Twitter fans, they, they, I really feel like their tunnel vision to that they're the only wrestling fans in the world, uh, at least the only ones that matter. Um, but there's a lot of people and and fans that watch WWE and stuff like that that don't do Twitter and don't care. And they're really just focused on watching the show. Yep. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. They don't necessarily care. You know, unless it's really big and it gets to their in front of them, they may never see a lot of the stuff that we see. Yeah. So yeah. people don't people don't take that into consideration. Um, but anyway, no, it's so that's for some of them. That's the first time they ever saw. Uh, a movie film, you know, as far as a wrestling match goes, when we'd all seen it before. Yeah, right. But no, it's it's great. I loved seeing it. I, you know, a lot of people didn't like the Bray Wyatt and Cena thing. I, I thought it was incredible. I, yeah, I thought you, you literally had a man wrestle himself in his mind. Yeah. Like that's what happened, and I've had to explain that to so many people. They were like, I didn't understand it. I was like, imagine that you fight yourself in your head. Have you ever had, gone through something where you had an internal battle? That's what that was. It was a it was an internal battle that was just filmed. Yep. <laughs> and it's, so. it's probably stuff he actually goes through. Just think about oh, it. Absolutely. John, yeah. you know, John Cena, like yeah. I'm sure he does, man. A lot of that. Um all right, so I'm going to finish up here. I'm going to ask you uh, n- normally I finish up with some some different questions, but I stumbled upon this picture in the Twitterverse. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this tonight with with uh, Mr. Creed. And uh, so it's called the 30-Day Wrestling Challenge. And what is today? The 7th? So I'm going to ask you seven questions so we can catch up. Questions uh, so we can catch up. All right. It says, day one, your favorite current male wrestler. Oh, um... Is Undertaker still? He's still a wrestler, right? We can still say Undertaker. Yeah, he's is he retired. Yeah, no, he's retired. <laughs> he'll he'll be in another cinematic okay. match. Okay. Taker. Yeah, I'm saying Undertaker then. Perfect. Favorite current female wrestler. Um. Bliss. I've always been a fan of hers. Yeah, I don't even know her. Oh, Blitz. Alexa Bliss? Oh, I thought you said Blitz. Yeah. I thought you said Blitz. I'm like, no, Blitz. No, Alexa- <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I know her. Yes, I should have said my wife, so now I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> does, is she still working in the in the business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still, like, you know, of course she hasn't uh, since everything started. But, yeah, she still works. Yeah. Um, yes. She was very, she was she was very young into it when we met, and uh, you know, unfortunately, with kids and things like that, she, you know, she had to take the entire last year off. But yeah, I'll edit it in post. I'll edit it so it made it. You say your wife was your favorite. We'll we'll get a lesson. Uh, Alexa Bliss has really grown. Like if you watched her at her start in, I guess NXT. That's when I saw her to start. She's really grown and evolved. So, right. But I think one of the reasons why I actually do say that is because I always tell my wife to watch her yeah. and and study because she's so much smaller. But you'll never know it by the way she works. She she protects that, and and you don't realize it that she's so much smaller than everybody else around her. Um, because she works smart. So, it's a good, great pick. All right, day three. Yeah. Favorite wrestler ever? Oh, Taker. Yeah, Taker was my favorite. Yeah. Did you catch Taker at all uh, before he was Taker in in WCW as uh, 
Dude, I do remember that. Mark, yeah, he yeah. Was, he was. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, him and uh, Dan Spivey, man, they were something else. Speaking of tag teams, favorite tag team? Legion of Doom. Yeah. Road Warriors, man. Yeah, <laughs> you can't tell by looking at me. Right. They were definitely, man, the pop they used to get, those old school Road Warriors pop. You can't be. Oh, that. yeah. I mean, that's a phrase in itself, Road Warrior pop. At least Starcade 87, Chicago. Yeah. Just watch it. I'm watch good. them versus, watches they uh, Arn Anderson and Tully. For the tag straps, uh, buddy, just watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that again tonight. It's gonna be great. Uh, speaking of tag teams and, and, and factions, your favorite faction? Oh, you know, is it was well, I mean, it's NWO day, so of course, it's the NWO. Like, right. years ago today, Hollywood Hogan was born. That's right. That's it. No, definitely, man. That was that was the start of like I think probably as a fan because as a kid I watched it and then I was in high school when that happened. I had kind of gotten out of it because of sports and just being super busy, but I got back into it right as that happened and I was like hooked, flipping back and forth every Monday night, like me and all my friends. We must be around um, the same age because I was in high school too when when that broke. Thirty five. Yeah, I'm a little so, old, I'm a little older than you. I'm in the four. I hit the forty mark. So. Yeah. So, so you right know what I'm talking. Yeah, I know right where you right where you are. Um, all right. So it says day six. Oh, how did you become a fan? We touched on that earlier. Uh, so we can just skip that. So day seven today, the thirty day wrestling challenge. Day seven. Oh man. It's almost like this little uh, picture I found is perfect for tonight. Day seven, your favorite wrestling promotion? MLW. Yeah, yeah. MLW for sure. Uh, we pictured that one perfect. Um, all right, Mr. Logan Creed. Uh, I, I, I appreciate you coming by. I'm not going to leave you empty-handed. What I like to do at the end of the show is give you the microphone. You have the platform now. You can put over anything you want. You can bury anything you want. You can literally say anything you want. I will not interrupt. I have been known to inter- I interrupted one time, and it was because the person said something so amazing I had to say something. But the, the floor is yours. Go ahead, Mr. Creed. Um, you know, I, everybody that's listening, uh, I appreciate it and, and I appreciate the fact that, you know, you're still hanging on and, and checking out and seeing what, you know, all we're all doing right now, uh, even though you can't come to the show and watch. Um, and the world's, you know, it's in turmoil right now. And, uh, and we really need to come together and realize that, you know, without conversations, without, without brotherhood. And, you know, it's so easy to say, and it's so lame to say, but, you know, we have to, we have to get over ourselves and realize that this is bigger than just one person or one movement. You know, there's so much going on that needs to change and so many things that need to change so that we can move forward as a society. And so I just, I I ask, we all do that, you know, do your part, even if it's one thing every day that you have to change to, to turn a negative to a positive, do it. And if everybody does that every single day, eventually we'll see the changes that we want in this world. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, just learn, you know, every day, something different. We've all got something we can work on something we can fix. And that's the only way it's ever going to get better. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much, Mr. Logan Creed. Have yourself a phenomenal, you know, rest of the week, a weekend, have fun with your kids. Tell your wife, I said, thank you for allowing me to have you for this amount of time. And, uh, well, we'll I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll keep up with you and I'll, I'll talk to you soon. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a great night. You too. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. I was glad, I was glad we could, I was glad we could finish up. And, uh, I, I, you know, it, the more the more shows I do, the more 
I'm just amazed on the the wrestlers I talked to are just amazing people. He was so easy to talk to. He he was so easy to talk to. I I say this all the time. You guys are probably sick of it. I could have talked to him all night. Uh, this guy is called the Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret, and you're watching putting you over. 